Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. We roll along, presented by Progressive Insurance. Good stuff coming up in this hour. We've got a good green list to give you a sense of just how good Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey have actually been together. So that is on the way. Um, something happened here that I need explained to me about Zillow. I, I don't even know what this is I'm looking at here on the sheet, but it's interesting to me. So we'll get to all of that, but we'll begin with the comments because I think everyone is, is, is well, I, maybe not surprised, but certainly fascinated. I'm sorry, what? what, what? I'm sorry, what, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? So Jerry Jones went to the Senior Bowl yesterday, which the owners don't do, but he's a general manager. So the billionaire is down there with all the thousandaires. The Senior Bowl is basically a place that's all the scouts and Mel. So that's who's at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama this week, watching a a bunch of the players, many of whom are not going to want... let me rephrase that. Many of the top draft picks don't go to that. But whatever, it it is the beginning of the true draft process. And Jerry goes down there because he's a football guy and he's a general manager and he's there. So he's there. And there's no one else there that any of the reporters are interested in interviewing. So they all go flocking to Jerry. And as he always does, he has everything to say. And he had unbelievably interesting comments about his quarterback and about his coach and about someone who isn't his coach. So, Bubba, which is the one that I have here? The 20, the 21 second. Is that the Dak or is that the McCarthy, the one on my screen? That's Dak. So, so. He's asked about Dak Prescott, who, again, has himself in the following position. He has a cap number of $59.5 million for next season, which is the final year of his contract. He has a clause in his contract that says he cannot be traded without his permission. He has a clause in his contract that says the Cowboys cannot franchise tag him. He has them by the short hairs. He can basically tell them this is what's going to happen from here. And so when asked to assess his quarterback, this is what Jerry Jones said. Dak has done nothing to change my mind on any uh, promise for the future. I think I said in the deal that we'd go as far as Dak takes us in the playoffs. Remember that? Right. We go as far as Dak takes us. Right. And that's how far we went. Oh, right. So Okay, so my point is that doesn't change a thing. Okay. Where we'll go as far as Dak takes us. So that can be taken a lot of different ways. And I think Jerry Jones is a very smart man who is very aware of the way his words are parsed and taken. So I do get that he speaks extemporaneously. He stands there for a half hour and talks and talks and talks. So you're going to say something that's going to come out differently than the way you mean. But I can't believe that's one of them. I mean, Bubba, the only interpretation, and I start with Bubba because you're a, a hardcore, lifelong fan of the Cowboys. When, when he says, we go as far as the quarterback takes us and, and sort of doubles down on that after a year in which you went nowhere, you made it into the playoffs and had the worst showing of any team in the entire NFL postseason. What exactly is Jerry Jones telling us? 
I mean, I, I just start with literally the first thing he says. The beginning of the cut is pretty harsh. He just says, Dak has done nothing. to. Uh, it's uh, just pretty jarring. Let me play here. that part of it again. Dak has done nothing to change my mind. So what 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 are you what what are you reacting to there? I'm just saying it's just you know it's it's a pretty harsh way to start the cut you know Dak has done nothing to change my mind. I just feel like you don't hear owners say that stuff and and like I said earlier I for the most part agree with what Jerry's saying at this point we said it's going to depend on what Dak does in the playoffs. He had a bad game. I, it was overall it wasn't all on him. So many other people were bad. But he has not done anything that I would say, okay, we got to give him the contract. So overall, I agree with what he's saying. But you, you don't see any, any other owner say anything remotely as critical of that. And for him just to come out that harsh and say, he has done nothing to change my mind. And then just to say, we'll go as far as he'll take us. And then basically just imply, well, you see as far as we've gotten, it's on him. It's, it's just shocking that he said that. I mean, it's it's shocking, except it isn't shocking, right? It, it would be True. shocking Fair. anywhere else. I'm not shocked. Hembo, are you shocked? I'm shocked, but not surprised. Yeah. Fair. When you combine this with Terrence Parsons Jr., Micah's brother, saying he needs to take 40 million, I mean, saying to the world on social media, which is the same thing as calling a press conference, saying Dak needs to take 40 million or pack your bags. When the going rate for elite quarterbacks, everyone knows, is way more than that. When C.D. Lamb's mother is saying, I wish C.D. could get out of there. I'd love him to go to Houston. That guy, C.J. Stroud, is great. Dak isn't it. Dak isn't it in all capital letters with a bunch of exclamation points and then doubles, triples, and quadruples down on that with a bunch of other thoughts. If I'm Dak Prescott, I am genuinely thinking, I need to get up out of here. Not next year, but now. I have total control over how that happens. So if I go to Jerry and say, I'm not doing my contract with you. You want me to play for you next year? You're gonna pay, you're gonna, we're going to do it in the last year of my contract? And my cap number is going to be $59.5 million. We have seen many NBA players and a handful of NFL players force their way out of situations they didn't want to be in. And if I'm Dak... And I got problems with my, st- my, my, my star on offense and my star on defense. And the owner is saying this stuff about me. And I could go get whatever my contract that I want long term is in any of a handful of other places right now. I do it. I do it. I walk in there and say, trade me. And here's a list of places I'm going. Hold on. Go ahead. Hold on. I want to make sure that I get this right. Because right. what you're suggesting is something that literally never happens. I'm going to go through the C- Cowboys quarterback lineage Mm -hmm. and you're going to tell me how many of them played for another team okay yeah Don Meredith Uh, I I I don't he didn't start with them I don't think but he did not play for another team Roger Staubach of course not Danny White did not Troy Aikman of course not Tony Romo no so you're telling me that Dak Prescott is going to elect to play quarterback for a team other than the Dallas Cowboys when literally no one else ever has Right. Well, I mean, go find me the quotes about Troy Aikman where, where Michael Irvin's mother was saying we need Troy isn't it. And where who was their defensive stars, but Ken Norton Jr.'s brother 
was coming out. That's a bad example. Charles Haley's brother, Dion's brother, was coming out and saying, Troy needs to take a team-friendly deal or pack your bags. Or the oh, Jerry Jones at that time was saying, we'll go as far as Troy takes us. You know what? Because Troy took them to the Super Bowl. What I'm saying, though, is you have to go back to the early 70s when Tom Landry created a quarterback controversy between Craig Morton and Roger Staubach. Right. To find a quarterback that didn't want to continue playing in Dallas. Right. It has never Happen. But these are really unique circumstances, and money is so enormous now. Unless Dak Prescott is dying for a post-career, post-playing career in broadcasting, then being the quarterback of the Cowboys isn't doing him any more good. He's not any more famous right now. He's more scrutinized. He's more talked about, but he's not any more famous than the quarterbacks of a lot of other teams. I, I get it. I mean, Troy Aikman has had an incredible post-career, and Romo has had an incredible post-career. Roger Staubach actually made himself a billionaire in business. That's a different thing. You're I making my it. point for me. No, no. I, but what I'm saying is that only has some value because Peyton Manning has done the same thing. And Aaron Rodgers will do the same thing. And Tom Brady has done the same thing. You no longer have to be on the Yankees to become a celebrity. You no longer have to be on the Cowboys to become a celebrity. You no longer have to. But and by the way, he's the first one that it's really worked against, like heavily against. Dak is not, Dak is under considered. He's underappreciated. I, I think it works against, but it is working for him in a lot of ways. How? We, we aren't, what I, part I think, of it is working for him? I just think in a lot of the financial ways, it's working for him. What ways? All of these quarterbacks are going to get... Jared Goff is about to get paid the, $50 on the outside, million. Dollars. On, the, on the outside, on the not the contract ways, all the endorsements and all those things, all, all the extra things that are happening. When you are the quarterback of the Cowboys, you are still... You know what is what is better for him to be the quarterback of the Cowboys or the quarterback of the Commanders? What what do you think is? Well, I mean, look, if 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 he goes to the Commanders and he is empowered in ways that he isn't now, and they win big and he takes them to a Super Bowl, yeah, he may not make exactly as much money off the field, but first of all, his next contract is going to be for three hundred million dollars. So I'm not sure just how worried he is about a Campbell's Chunky Soup commercial or anything else. B, if I'm him, the headache that he is dealing with on a regular basis, you know, with all of this talk, it's not avoidable. Like, this is the kind of talk that's not avoidable. It's one thing when it's local talk shows, you know, fans calling in and all that. Like, this is, this is, he gets scrutinized. You have to be like a, a, a high-ranking federal politician to be scrutinized at the level that oh, Dak yeah. Prescott it's, it's is unbelievable. I agree with that for sure. I, and I, I agree with that. What I'm saying, though, is, is being the quarterback of America's team does outweigh all the things that your teammates' moms say about you on Facebook. And what I'm asking you is, at what point does that outlive its usefulness? Well, that's, that's totally his call. I don't know what he feels. And I'm saying he could, I would not be stunned if he makes that call. Like, I don't know Dak well. I don't want to pretend I do. I did one event with him one time, and then I, I have, I've been around. I've probably been around Dak in my life three times. I am, I am inclined to like him because, I, because of all the reasons that I'm sitting here describing that I think he puts up with a lot of nonsense that is disproportionate to the amount of, that he deserves. I also think he has been inarguably the perfect citizen, the perfect face of your franchise, the perfect leader, always says the right things, always does the right things, does everything you want your face of your franchise and your quarterback to do, and he just gets dumped on. So... 
I am, I am inclined, I think, to root for him based on those things. That said, I feel like if I were in his shoes mm-hmm. right now, I would really be thinking, if I went to Washington, to Atlanta, to Pittsburgh, to one of these other places, he could be the quarterback of the Steelers for the next 10 years. That worked out okay for Terry Bradshaw. That's worked out okay for Ben Roethlisberger. That could work out okay for Dak Prescott. You put him on that team? All of a sudden, you, you you got a legit chance at anything. I, I look. I mean, going to Pittsburgh's not bad because at least that's a, a legend. I, I just feel like, to me, I just think in his heart, I do think he would rather he wants to win a Super Bowl in Dallas and not just go to Atlanta and win. You know, is he gonna? Is he gonna win a Super Bowl in Dallas? No. I, I, at this point, I don't think so. But I I think I think he's talented enough to. But I just think for whatever reason, it's just not going to work in Dallas. I mean, again, I love Dak. I think he's. I think he has the talent to do it, but for whatever reason, it's not working, and it's certainly not going to happen with Mike McCarthy. I would have loved to have seen it with Bill Belichick and at least a, a try to do it with him because I do think Dak can do it. But, yeah, I, I I think it's in Dak's best interest to go elsewhere. I just think he wants to win because of what Hembo said. He wants to be the Aikman. He wants mm-hmm. to be the Starback. He, uh, you know, Romo is revered, and he didn't even win. <laughs> if, imagine just being the Aikman, and I think he wants to be that person. But I think what you said, going to Pittsburgh, that's a pretty legendary franchise. If you can go there, that's not bad. I am fascinated with the idea of Dak Prescott reaching free agency and playing for another team. The reason I wanted to go through that list is because I wanted to demonstrate that that's not a job that anyone has ever given up. And so if Dak Prescott were to do it, he would basically be the first one to ever do it. Do I think he could win a title with Miami? Yeah. Do I think Pittsburgh might be a better fit for him and that fan base would appreciate him? Yeah. But being the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys is like being the center fielder for the Yankees or the center for the Los Angeles Lakers. It's not. It's a job that the team decides they don't want you to have anymore. It's never been a job that the quarterback decides they don't want to have anymore. That's true. That's inarguably accurate. There are no more legendary positions in sports than quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> You've just named the most famous ones, and you're 100% right. I just wonder in the modern age how much that matters. I'm fascinated by the question. There was a totally. time when the highest profile athletes in the world made more of their living away from the game than they made in the game. Salaries in the game are so overwhelming now. His next contract is going to be for $55 million a year, regardless of which team he's on. 32 teams in the NFL would pay him that. So if you're taking money out of the equation, mm-hmm. then what are you considering? You're considering the profile, the the level of, of profile or whatever term I'm looking for, of fame, notoriety, celebrity, scrutiny, etc., that being the quarterback of the Cowboys brings you, and has he reached a point where the downside of that has now surpassed the upside? I don't think that's impossible. Like right now, I feel like it would suck to be him. Now, I'm probably wrong. It's probably great to be him. I'm sure he's having a great time wherever he is. I certainly hope it is. But like, if, if I had, like, people at ESPN saying these things about me, like, you know, out there all that, it would bother me. Like, I would not like that, and that would be an uncomfortable way, and then no one supports me. No one comes to my defense. I'd be like, you know, bump that, or whatever the term I'm looking for is. Nice. Is there another – maybe there's some other place that I could go that would appreciate me more. I, I think – I could see myself feeling that way, couldn't you? Yes, and I think he would be the most sought-after free agent in NFL history. Of course he would. 
He's just as he's about to become the highest paid player in NFL history, regardless of where he goes. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay and benefits in one of the country's top workplaces? Come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Coming up next, I will give you another reason why you have to watch this year's Super Bowl. Because we might, for the last time, be seeing something that is the best in the history of its sport. I'll tell you what it is next on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. Earlier on Greeny. Tomorrow is National Dessert Day. Who you got as your favorite dessert? Favorite dessert? A sugary tomato. Ah. Shut up. Get them off the set. What does it even mean? Tomato with sugar on it. That's not a dessert. It is too. Sounds like a porn star. <laughs> sugary tomato. Sugary tomato. <laughs> I'm nonplussed. I don't even think we can go on. That's, that's bad. I'm not even sure you should be allowed back. This is Greeny. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. I do have some place that I need to get to here on the air in a moment, but I can't just allow that to go by again. Like, you do recognize that's the weirdest thing anyone has ever said. I don't mind as much you having that be your favorite dessert, because I know you're not making it up. P- people will ask all the time, you know, is Hembo making up his idiosyncrasies? And the answer is no. I don't mind that being your favorite dessert, as damaged as I think that is. <laughs> so long as you yourself recognize how unusual that is, right? Like, 
you realize there is not another person. How many people are there on planet Earth? Eight billion? Something like that? Seven yeah. something billion, yeah. I think it's at eight now. There's not one other person that would say that. Oh, come on. Not one? Right. I had it last night, and it was delicious. 7.8 billion. I, I FaceTimed Hembo yesterday, by the way, guys, for this green list that <laughs> oh, I'm about to was do. Was he wearing clothes? And I wanted some answers oh. to some, so I wanted to go over my list with him. And, and he, so I like to FaceTime. That's one thing that, that the pandemic did is it's made me feel like I'm much happier talking to you if I can see you. Like I do not, I don't call anymore when I can FaceTime. I, I, I'm, I don't need to see Hembo, but somehow I feel like we're having a better, more um, complete conversation if, if I'm seeing you. I don't know why, but so to Hembo's point, you know, I FaceTimed you instead of calling. Mm-hmm. He's sitting there and he's eating dinner. And he's got a plate, and that what looked like five plain, large grilled chicken breasts, with absolutely nothing on them, nothing near them, nothing connected to them, nothing else on the plate, nothing green, nothing anywhere. That was his dinner last night, and I looked at it and I thought, that looks like prison. Like it looks to me like. That's the way you would eat if, if, if you, I mean, there was not a vegetable in sight, not a potato, not an anything. You just ate, I mean, and I don't know, it looked to me like you had already eaten some. What was your dinner last night? You had seen me already eat two and then have three more chicken tenderloins without anything on them. Without anything with them. I can't, I can't pretend like this didn't happen. I'm embarrassed. That shocks me because Hembo is always posting videos of him on his Traeger grill. He's got all these great meats. It looks delicious. It's a weekend activity. Yeah, to have like unseasoned chicken during the week, you're that far they apart from uns- what you- It wasn't unseasoned. Yeah. It was just dry. It was you said nothing was on it. Like oil and salt and pepper. That was, there was I wasn't dipping it into. You're right. I wasn't dipping it into anything, nor did I have anything to accompany it. It was a sort of a boring. Look, f- the idea that food is supposed to taste good is ridiculous. Like, oh, what things. are you talking right, about? Time out. Okay, so that might be the most ridiculous thing that's ever. We been have said. survived. Why are you putting sugar on tomatoes then As to make it taste better? Civilization for thousands of years. And the reason we eat food is to survive. You carnivore. It isn't to enjoy. You're a carnivore. The idea that every meal that we eat, Greeny, should be delicious is ridiculous. I don't want to deal with this Neanderthal anymore. This is ridiculous. Well, you bring up an interesting point. So oh, come on. somewhere in life, no, 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 clearly he's insane. But, but and, and it, it's not even, he's just, he's, he's weird as And he's hell. out of touch. Like, what, what he, he's just weird. He's just a very, very, very unusual person. That said, there certainly is an element of what he's saying that is true. The purpose of food, we, we cannot not eat food. We need it for fuel, uh, quite literally, for our bodies. We, we, we need it. And, and there is a line that most people walk between eating foods because they enjoy them and eating foods because you have to eat healthily, et cetera, or, and because it is fuel for your body. And, and, and when you're younger, generally, as you are, and Cam, you are, even Bubba, you're younger than me, you know, you can, if you want to, you can lean very heavily on the other side. I can tell you from being my age that that starts to, that line, you start moving that line a little bit because the impact it has on you is more noticeable. The way your body feels, the way you feel, all that kind of stuff, at least in, in, in my case and that of everyone I know, um, that, that sort of moves. So if, if I just ate food that tasted good every day, if you said to me, what is the best tasting meal you can possibly have? Like to me, nothing tastes flat better 
than a really, really, really good, like extremely well done, seasoned perfectly, like roast chicken with French fries. You give me the really good fries and the really good roast chicken, and I got like a good sauce to dip it all in, whatever it is. That freaking tastes so good. I would eat that every single day and be delighted. There are a million things I love. I love a good hamburger. I love wings. As you know, I can't contain a lot of Italian food, pastas and things like that. I love the spicy red sauces. I like savory. I could live without sweets the rest of my life and barely miss them. Massively overrated. That, that I don't, I don't, I mean, I like them, but I don't crave them. But the sweet, the so, I mean, the, um, the salty, the spicy, that's what I need. But, but, but Bubba, to the point that Hembo is making, I don't eat French fries every day or even close to every day because for health reasons. So where do you, where you position, now again, the idea that you shouldn't worry about food tasting good at all is you're missing out on probably life's single greatest pleasure. Um, so that's, of course, insane. So where do you walk that line, Bubba? How often, do, what percentage of the food you eat do you eat because you love the way it tastes relative to I just need to eat like this because I can't eat nothing but delicious things every single meal? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say I'm pretty much every time eating something I enjoy, I'm just, you know, not eating the the worst foods you can have. Okay, then know? how about not eating things? How, how, no, how, well, that's what the, percentage that's the point, of meals? Though, that's the difference between, I think, and I feel like I'm probably like most people, though, Hembo's the only person in the world who's just eating things exclusively for fuel. <laughs> I'm eating things that I think taste good, and then you're riding that scale between, okay, is this healthy? Like, yeah, Burger King tastes great, or any uh, fast food, McDonald's, whatever it is, they're great. They taste good. I'm not going to have them every day, so maybe I'll just have something that's, you know, pasta that also tastes great. Both taste great. One's a little healthier than the other, but both taste really good. So I'm gonna, I'm always going to try and have food that tastes good, but I'm gonna, always going to kind of weigh that scale of what is healthy and what's not. But at, I don't think at any point am I going to have something that doesn't taste good that I'm just going to have for fuel. I mean, that's insane. I'm not a, I'm not a caveman. <laughs> well, so so at, if I offered you for dinner tonight five grilled chicken tenderloins with oil, salt, and pepper, and then a sugary tomato, would you eat that if I told you it would make you live longer? Sign me up. Uh, uh, that sounds good to you, Cam? No. I completely disagree with Hembo's entire thesis. Why? I think the point of food is to enjoy it and no, to taste good. No, it's not. It's why we put dressing on salad. It's why we put butter on bagels. You don't have to have a chocolate cake every single day exactly. or whatever, find whatever Hembo thinks is disgusting or whatever, but you can find food that tastes good that is generally healthy for you Cam, and what you did enjoy. you eat for dinner last night? With great specificity, what was your dinner last night? Uh, I had pork chops and I had like a bag of frozen vegetables. And I seasoned them very well and everything like that. But it's not like I'm eating. You made you know, the pork chops? You know, I buy them from the store and put them in the oven, season them. And Meaning everything. they're. No, no, but I, I, don't, I don't mean that you killed the pig. And I, the, I, mean, I did not do that. <laughs> did you raise the pig? Did, did you, I mean, did you buy the pork was, chops cooked or uncooked? Hembo's grandfather uncooked. killed them. Un, unco- uncooked. <laughs> uncooked. So then what did you think I meant? Like, if I said to you, did you make the pork chops yourself, and you said no, what, what, what did, I mean. Just making sure you don't think I have, like, a farm in my backyard in my Connecticut. <laughs> what a ridiculous that? question. 
I don't know. Hembo's got farms he's going to when he's a kid. So no, but that's right. Yeah, the, the answer yes, to the question. I got pork chops and I, I baked them in the oven and then I had some veggies right. on the side. I've allowed myself to get sidetracked here in places that we should not. You agree have. with me? It sounds like you agree with me. Oh my gosh! No, I. No one with a shred of humanity agrees with you. I just think that I understand the point you're making, and I think that there are some. I do eat some meals solely because. This is good for me, and I, you know, I'm trying right now in particular, as you know, I'm trying very hard to get in good shape, et cetera, et cetera. But no, the idea that food should not taste good is, is you know, the kind of talk that, that makes us want to completely disassociate ourselves <laughs> from you forever. All right, my green list is in 30 seconds after this word from Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. Anyway, so the Green List, the top five, this, that, or the other, is chosen exclusively by me, was chosen today both by me and by Hembo. With his assistance, while he was eating those five plain grilled chicken breasts, he and I were on FaceTime and we were going over this and making sure we were getting our list right. Today's list is the top five quarterback-receiver duos in NFL playoff history. Number five. At five, I went a little bit off the board because I really built this around one year. But anyone who watched Kurt Warner and Larry Fitzgerald in 2008 knows that was the most unstoppable combination ever. I've never seen a player more unstoppable or less stoppable than Larry Fitzgerald was on that run. Four games... He had 546 receiving yards and seven touchdowns, both of which remain the records for any individual postseason. They did have two playoff years together, and Fitzgerald's numbers were good in that other as well. But it is that year, 2008, the year where they wound up losing a heartbreaker in the Super Bowl to Ben and Santonio Holmes in the corner of the end zone and the Steelers. That was the best run I've ever seen I put him at five. Number four. I put Steve Young and Jerry Rice at four. Jerry Rice caught seven of his postseason touchdowns from Jer- from Steve Young. Three of them came in a win over the Chargers, the monkey off the back Super Bowl for Steve Young. I was at that game. I covered that. It was in Miami. It remains, I think, the least competitive sporting event I've ever b- witnessed in person. That game was over before it started. And Jerry Rice and Steve Young were the primary reasons why I put them at number four. Number three. And I put Joe Montana and Jerry Rice at number three. Jerry Rice is by so far the greatest postseason player of all time. It's not even close. And the evidence of that is that his greatness is divided up equally between these two guys. He caught seven touchdowns from Young. He caught 12 touchdowns from Montana. He had 215 yards in Super Bowl 23 against the Bengals, he had almost a thousand receiving yards from Montana in his career. So again, we put Young and Rice at four, Montana and Rice at three. Rice was just that good. Number two. Two is Brady and Gronk. Fifteen touchdowns. Two multi-touchdown Super Bowls. They did it for two different teams. Gronk was overwhelmingly Brady's favorite target. Over the course of his Hall of Fame career, he had a lot of great connections. Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, uh, the short-lived one with Randy Moss, and there were others. Why is the name jumping out of my head? 
the guy who was the MVP of the Super Bowl Deion against Branch? the Eagles, Dion Branch, and a few others. But Brady and Gronk is the one that lasts. And up until maybe this year, they would have been first on this list. 15 touchdowns. But at number one. Number one. And this is why I'm saying, here's another reason to watch the Super Bowl. Because you might be seeing Mahomes to Kelsey for the last time. Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey is the greatest receiver-quarterback duo in playoff history. Almost 1,500 yards. 17 touchdowns. Six games of at least 10 catches. Six games of at least 100 receiving yards. 44% of Mahomes' career touchdown passes in the playoffs have gone to Travis Kelsey. And again, I'll point out, six games with 10 catches or more, six games with at least 100 receiving yards, that's in six postseasons. Mahomes has only been the quarterback six years. So they're averaging one of those per playoffs. Once a year... Travis Kelsey has at least 10 catches in a playoff game and at least 100 yards in a playoff game. It's unheard of. And especially in a post-Tyreek Hill era, he has been so clearly the only elite target that Mahomes has had. And yet it has not stopped him from eating. It has not stopped them from winning. They won the Super Bowl last year, and they're back in it again this year. They are the best combination of their kind in NFL playoff History. And when it's all said and done, I think Travis Kelsey is going to surpass Gronk as the greatest tight end in NFL history. Rob Gronkowski, as a, as a red zone threat, will probably not be surpassed, maybe ever. But what we've seen from Travis Kelsey the last two years, with like we've never seen a tight end be the primary possession receiver on an offense nearly as good as what the Kansas City Chiefs have in the history of the NFL. And to underscore one more point, Six games in the playoffs with 10 or more catches is an astronomical total. No one else in the history of the NFL has more than three such games. It's one thing to dominate the red zone. It's one thing to dominate 100 yards. And Travis Kelsey does that. He's going to retire as the greatest tight end that ever lived. Well, he may retire next week or, or after this game. I keep hearing that from people. I've had so many people suggest to me, and credible people who have reported that they are hearing that Kelsey is considering retiring. Now, Jason Kelsey just came out and said he's not sure if he's retiring or not. The report from Shefty, which was 100% accurate, is that Kelsey told his teammates in the locker room after the loss to Tampa that it was his last game. That doesn't mean he can't change his mind. Any number of great athletes have done that. Kelsey, Travis now, I don't know what he's planning to do, but that's why I said make sure you watch this because it could be the last time you see it. It could be the last time you see it. If Kelsey, let's live in a world where they win the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. and he plays well again. Doesn't have 11 catches for 131 yards, but has a good day and they win again and he retires. Is he the greatest tight end of all time? Yes, I believe that he is. I believe that he is based upon the last two years. Right now it's Gronk. Right now it's Gronk. Who's second? He's second. He's already second. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Take Kelsey out. Who who are the next people in that line? Tony Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez, Shannon Sharp, Antonio Gates. Yeah, Shannon Sharp's got. I mean, it's 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 a position for whom like the newer players favor so much because not Antonio Gates. No, he's he's in the top half a dozen or so players though. I mean, because the game has changed a lot. Sure. Who who are the greatest uh, tight ends of of yesteryear? Pre Shannon Sharp, Dave Casper, Mike Ditka. Well, Ditka for sure. Kellen Winslow. Kellen Winslow. He was was, great. Was was really the first pure receiver Mm -hmm. um, among the great tight ends. Jay Novacek. 
Ozzie uh, Newsome. Yeah, I mean, you're just naming players that you like now. By the way, did you know that Travis Kelsey is only five months younger than Gronk? Yeah, no, I didn't know it's that. It's astonishing. Yeah. It's such a physically demanding position. But Gronk, Gronk re- got beat up so much more. Sure, but... He was so much more physical. <laughs> he has retired, he unretired, came back, done two years on TV, and Kelsey's still playing. I know, there's an element of that. I mean, guys like John Mackey, who was the... he, John Mackey and Mike Ditka were the first two really great, legendary tight ends. Ditka was the first one in the Hall of Fame. <clears throat> Mackey is the one that has the award named after him. They also were devastating blockers. I mean, you know, Travis Kelsey is not that. He's not that. Gronk was. Gronk was. And I think that has to get factored in somewhere because that is part of the position. It's part of what they do. I don't know. We'll see. At any rate, that's the list as I see it. We haven't done trivia today, have we? We've not. Let's do it. So the city of Las Vegas will become the 20th city to host a Super Bowl. My question for you is, which city has hosted the most? Oh, city that's hosted the most Super Bowls? The answer is next on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com greeny the podcast we got nba action tomorrow celtics lakers presented by indeed seven eastern on most of these espn radio stations hembo Wow, okay, and how are your trivia skills? This is Sneaky Himbo Trivia. Regular sneaky or extra sneaky? Go. Las Vegas will become the 20th city to host the Super Bowl. Which city has hosted the most? All right, I, I have two written down. I'm almost positive it's one of two, and I'm not sure which one. Um, I'll go between the I'm, I'm going to say... I'm going to say New Orleans. I, 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 I'm almost positive it's that or one other. So I'm going to say New Orleans. My guess is locked in as New Orleans. Cam. Miami. 
That was my other. It's either New Orleans. I'm almost positive it's either New Orleans or Miami. Now, I've been so bad at these trivia questions that you'll probably tell me that I'm wrong and that it's something else entirely. But we got those were the two I had written down, New Orleans and Miami. Bubba? Yeah, I actually just was looking at this randomly the other day. I went down a rabbit hole of Super Bowls, but I'm not 100% sure if I remember correctly. But I'm with you, Greeny. I think it is New Orleans if I remember correctly. So I'm going New Orleans. So this would be bad. If you looked it up and we still get it wrong, <laughs> like yeah. we, we actually did the research and got it wrong. What did Brandon guess? Brandon guessed Pasadena. Well, that's ridiculous. Ooh. I mean, I, there have been Super Bowls there. I was at one of them. I don't. I do not think they look, definitely had a few there. But they definitely everything didn't have I have most. said has been wrong. So I'm not going to sit here and I'm make gonna, fun I'm of this. I'm going to mock that right I'll say now. This. That is ridiculous. I'll say this: you guys have each of the top three. All right, so Pasadena's not that bad. So be of a careful guess. in mocking him, Bubba. Okay, so but the actual answer is Miami. Oh, yes, <laughs> three in a row. Woo! Miami has hosted eleven Super Bowls. Oh! New Orleans has hosted ten oh, <laughs> Super Bowls, <laughs> and Pasadena has hosted five pew, pew, Super pew. Bowls. That sucks. <laughs> I'm so disappointed in that. Oh, I'm really, 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 really unhappy. I, um, I knew I just should have gone opposite of Greeny. All right, what are the scores? <laughs> you looked it up. I, I, mean, I didn't. I didn't it's like, not like you looked it up looked today. It up. Yeah, I was just going down random rabbit holes, and you know. Well, so what are the scores? Uh, uh, I'm now nine and ten. Bubba's eight and ten. Greeny's six and thirteen. Brandon's two and twelve. Jack's one and eight. Dominique is zero oh and one. Come on, two and twelve is a pretty bad record. Brandon. That was really disappointing. <laughs> I really thought that I had that. Right. So you were asking me during the break, how many of them have I been to? I'm just curious how many of these uh, sites you've... Of the 20 cities? Yeah, so... Well, there have been 19. Yeah, so Miami? Yes. New Orleans? You're asking if I've been to the Super Bowl in these cities? Yes. Pasadena? Yes. Tampa? Yes. Atlanta? Yes. San Diego? Yes. Glendale? That's Arizona? Yes. Mm -hmm. Houston? Yes. Detroit? No. You've not done... Okay, so... I was not... Wait, was the Super Bowl in Detroit again? Yes, I was. We were in this. Was so that, did that happen 2005. Again, like in 2005, yes. We so you were, were there. there. Seahawks. Yes. Wow. Yes, right. we were there. Minneapolis. Uh, no. Yes, I take that back. Yes, I was. <laughs> oh, my God. I, was there. I, got, I got pneumonia, and, and that was like in 2018. Yeah, that was, yeah, the, was the Eagles. That was the Eagles. So yes, yeah. I was there. I could, that was the Brady game. Yep, I was there. Uh, Los Angeles. Well, does that include Pasadena? No, th- these are okay. So this is 1966 to 1972. Okay, so, no, so, I was at Pasadena, but not in Los Angeles. So there was in 1995 in Tempe. I assume that you were no, in Tempe. I was not at that game in Santa Clara in 2015. Uh, yes, that was that was yes. That was that Mike was, and Mike. Yes, yes. That um, was we had uh, we had Brett Favre come out and do the show. Yes. Yeah. Uh, how about Arlington, 2010? Yes, that was the coldest I've ever been in my entire life. That was the ladies' medium gloves. We also have Inglewood counted as one in 2021, the year that that was the year that the no, Rams I didn't hosted. go to that. Okay, uh, East Rutherford. Uh, yes, this one you did right. Yeah. And let's see here in '84. Palo no, Alto. 80, the first one I went to was in... I would not have gone to any of them There are two more. Uh, Indianapolis in 2011. Yes. And then Jacksonville. It was the Eagles yes. and the Patriots. You had to kick wow. a boat to get anywhere. Okay, so that's, you've basically been to all, well, been all, all, of, all of the recurring sites. I've been to a lot of Super Bowls. I wow. mean, Mike and I went every year, so 18 years. That's so wild. That's going to do it. And then I, did, I had three of them before that. Working for the station in Chicago. Your first again was which? And then we, the first one I did was in Pasadena. Was was the Michael Jackson was halftime. It was Dallas fifty two Buffalo seventeen Oof. at the Rose Bowl. 
um, and uh, Garth Brooks sang the national anthem. Funny story about that. I don't know anything about country music, literally anything. And I was just so thrilled to be there. And I was as low profile or low priority a media as you could possibly be. So I wasn't in a press box or anything. I was in what, what was called auxiliary media seating. So I was just in seats, that, and, and the worst seats in the entire stadium <laughs> that had been cordoned off for the really unimportant media people like me. Um, but I was so thrilled to be there. I couldn't have cared less. And I was on the right side of the stadium because I got to see the mountains in the distance. Mm. And it was the most beautiful... I've written about it many times. It was it, it, it remains one of the most memorable experiences of my life. I've never loved anything more than I loved being at that game. But anyway, I've got a bunch of hardcore uh, Dallas Cowboys fans who were clearly Southern sitting in front of me, which is great. And they're you know they're there to run on the Cowboys, whatever it is. And so I was just sort of got into a conversation with them, and they say, you know, now here to sing the national anthem is Garth Brooks, and I said. Is that the guy who sings Achy Breaky Heart? And they looked at me like I had just, like I was Hembo. Like I had just asked, who is Paul McCartney again? Like I, you know, and I have subsequently come to know that Garth Brooks is, I realize he's successful way beyond the confines of any genre. He's one of the best-selling musical artists of all time. I am aware of that now. For whatever reason, I wasn't then. I'm not sure exactly at what stage in his fame he was in 1990. This would have been January of 93. But that's a true story. So Michael Jackson was halftime, and Garth Brooks was the anthem. Could you name a Garth Brooks song now? Yes, uh, I, it's, he's I Got Friends in Low Places, right? Mm-hmm. Please tell me I got that right. Yes, that right? looks to be right. Yeah. I Got Friends in Low Places. That that's a, that's a, was a very famous song. And by that time, in 1991, he already had a 14-time platinum album. So he, <laughs> Was Achy Breaky Heart and, on it? In 1990, he had an 18-time platinum album. So Who sung Achy Breaky Heart? Uh, Billy Miley Ray, Cyrus's father. Billy Ray Cyrus. Billy Ray Cyrus. He's a singer? Who turned out, he was. He was a country singer of, of, of not much repute, of Achy Breaky repute. And then... One hit wonder? He be, well, but then he was Miley Cyrus, is Miley Cyrus's father and played her father on Hannah Montana. So that's what I know him from. Me, and me too. <laughs> he also was on the song Old Town Road a few years ago, which became very, very popular. Who was? Billy Ray Cyrus. Old Town Road? Yeah, with Lil Nas X. You guys haven't heard that song? No, I have not. I, I want to take my horse to the Old Town you, you Road. I'm going to ride till I can no more. Okay, no, I don't know that one. Right. But I do know all the... <laughs> I, I did watch every episode of Hannah Montana, and I've always thought it was remarkable that their idea of him being in disguise was he just put on a mustache. Like, anyone would not recognize him all the places he went. Miley had a wig, at least. He just had a mustache. And like, yeah, I'm just showing up with a mustache. No one will know it's me. <laughs> Remember? Well, you watched the Kind show, of, right? but my sisters liked it, yeah. Yeah. So when like, I wasn't allowed to watch Pardon the Interruption or Around the Horn, they would watch that on my TV in the basement. I would always be upset. I would love to have been there for that fight. Mom, Ham- Paul wants to watch <laughs> Tony Kornheiser again, and I want to watch Hannah Montana. Stop, bad Go memories. to your room and eat a sugary tomato. Bad memories. Yeah, you're not getting your sugary tomato tonight, Paul. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts.